0: Those are the things you want to be proud of. I mean we're here for students and we're looking at student growth and it's so good for us to see to me to be a part of somewhere where
1: I grew up where kids continue to succeed. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Building Blocks. This is the podcast devoted to highlighting the people and programs that are the building blocks of Pearland ISD. I will be your host. I am Larry Berger, the proud superintendent of Pearland ISD Our goal over the next 30 minutes or so is to give our listeners, parents, students, and staff an inside look at who is building Pearland Proud. Being that this is our first episode, I thought it was best to start with the man who has lived in Pearland for 30 or more years. Some of you may remember Pearland High School class of 97, I believe, and seeing number 30 in the pressure pit back in the day. Or you may know him as the pillar of our community with his volunteer efforts through the Lions Club, the Pearland Neighborhood Center, a founding member of the Pearland Education Foundation, an officer of the Northern Brazoria County Education Alliance. I call him Mr. President. Please welcome Mr. Sean Murphy. Thank you. Thank you. Applause. Please hold the applause. Thank you. All right, Mr. Murphy, welcome to our first podcast, Building Blocks. How does it feel to be our first
0: guest? Very interesting experience, Larry. I'm glad you chose me, not because I'm your
1: boss, but because I'm a very interesting president. Yes, sir. You are a very interesting president, if in your own mind. All right. Many people in Pearland know you from all of your civic volunteer efforts, your time on the Pearland ISD school board, and your leadership at Hometown Bank. Can you tell us something maybe the audience doesn't know about you? That's an interesting one, Larry. We may have to come back to that one. So we're going to pause on that one. So it's not very often that Mr. Murphy is at a loss for words if you've ever been to any of our board meetings. So to catch him at a loss for words, uh, if you are listening, mark that one down. So you currently serve as the president of the Pearland ISD school board, and some people might not know what that entails. What is the job of a school board member? Well, Larry, I think
0: that um, there are a lot of misconceptions, but let me just tell you, it is one of the best jobs that you could do as a community member. Um, most of our job entails oversight of the district, not necessarily the day-to-day operations. You know, uh, we don't oversee schools and things like that. What we do is typically oversee and approve the budget. Um, we approve the calendar, which is probably the most important thing all year long that people want to know when is the calendar coming out and we vote for that. So, but our really, our job is to kind of, like I said, govern the budget. Um, We look at policies and procedures, um, obviously the legal things that go on with the district. Again, a lot of people and calls that we get from parents, you know, typically are about issues that are going on in the school that they may think that we can fix. Again, we're not the principal. We don't typically get involved in stuff like that. But our job is, as representatives of people, is to listen to the people, listen to their concerns, and, you know, kind of involve you, if you will, and, and let you run with that. But, you know, for the most part, we, again, we look at the raises. You know, we, we look at the new policies that have come down from the state. Um, a lot of people think that we actually prove curriculum for the school and what the kids are taught in the school. And that actually all comes down from uh, the state level. So it's very interesting, I think, you know, from the standpoint of what you think you're going to be able to do when you first run for school board and you get in here and a lot of the things that you think you might be able to change and some things you can, you know, have a, a role in. But for the most part, a lot of that stuff is just legal stuff that's already
1: dictated by you know, the state of Texas or right. You talk about policy, that with yeah. the curriculum. It comes from the teams yeah. that are created for us. And so a lot of times a school board it's, it's broken down into governance and operations. And the school right. board is on the governance okay. side. And you really only have one employee. Right. And so I am your one employee. And so when community members reach out to you and they want you to fix a classroom or they want you to fix a rule at a school you kind of then turn that over to me and go, hey, Berger, this is a concern. We're the voice We're of our constituents. Can you address this? Right. You know, in a lot of things, it's funny that you
0: would think about some of the, you know, things we hear, but, you know, obviously, uh, dress code, school calendar, you know, things like that, or, you know, um, something that's happened in a classroom. And again, you know, we want to be involved and we want to know those things. But again, the role of us is you know, the board is governance. And so, you know, we want to have oversight to those things. And if policies need to be changed, that'll come to us. But, you know, we we don't want to be the day to day people that are, you know, overriding a principle if a kid doesn't, you know, get accepted into a a team or, you know, disciplinary action. You know, ultimately, there's process and procedures that that stuff will
1: come to us so right like the shirt that you have on the team of eight that's kind of what we're considered the seven board members and myself right. we're the team of eight to help with the governance and operation of parallel isd and you've brought up the calendar a couple times and and last year a calendar came out and some of the community wasn't uh, appreciative of the long christmas break and the board reflected with me and asked can we fix this can we get the the community more involved and right now we're going through that process uh, the district advisory committee, which you saw when you came to look at the computers, is going through. They're going to have two options, and we're going to put that out to the community for some input. Hey, what do you think about these two options we're putting out there? So the board has pushed us to be more transparent and more available to our our community. Yeah. And the other thing that, you know, is super
0: important, and one of the goals that I know when I first ran for office, you know, several years ago about hiring and retaining the best teachers— So you know, part of our oversight with budget and things are, you know, the HR related issue, again, approving contracts, approving new hires. We do that probably every meeting. So again, those are some of the high level things that we do when we stay in that world of governance. You know, um, one of the other big things that my fellow trustee Crystal Carbone talks about a lot too is advocacy. And we've, you know, as a board collectively, you know, several years have gone to Austin, tried to to um, advocate for our district and for public schools, you know, same as we do right now, you know. Um, and then we continue to do, um, as we go to our every year conference, we continue to stay up on all the latest um, legal governance type stuff, you know, what's coming down from the state or national level, things like that. So, so
1: so bringing it a little closer to home, when I when I was fortunate enough to be named the superintendent, and I appreciate that, uh, we rolled in Build Pearland Proud. That's something that we push out there often. I'm, I'm asking you, as, as a community member, as a board member, what makes you Pearland Proud? Well, you know,
0: as I look at the district, I mean, we could probably go down a list of things that we see out of every campus, right? I mean, we could list all the accolades and all the things that, um, you know, that we've done. You look at our band. You look at the Dawson, you know, volleyball, football, all those things that we can put on pen and paper that we're so, so good at but you know as we've transitioned over the last what year and a half two years you know i've been most proud to really look at our district and where we are as we've brought in a lot of new principals to the district we look at our administration that's here in the ESE and there's a lot of people that are here from a standpoint that were principals that are now in leadership roles and so as our district has evolved you look at the unity that's become you know our district and you look at our numbers from a standpoint of academics into our financial report last night again there's no findings because our financial record has always been um you know a plus plus type of thing so um i just can continue to be proud of the synergy that yourself and that the rest of the team that you've built around you over the last year and a half has come together and put and you look at the 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 programs that have now gone to the state level, you know, from academics to the to the softball team to the baseball teams, those are the things you want to be proud of. I mean, we're here for students, and we're looking at student growth, and it's so good for us to see, to me, to be a part of somewhere where I grew up where kids continue to succeed.
1: And what I would say, even though the board is not a governance side when we look at leadership for the district, the board kind of sets the tone, the values, the mission, the goals, and so a part of this process of making us proud and having that unity comes from the board. So I appreciate your leadership and the other board of members for that because you allow us to do the things that we're doing and push us and challenge us to be better for our community. So, yeah. And I will say, you know, again, having a good board and a conducive
0: board with the synergy that this board has, you look at other districts around us and you look at other districts in the national news and, you know, we, we work together to support you guys. And I think that support is important for you because you can't do your job if you have a board that's not willing to support what your ideas
1: are. And I think that's you know been helpful from the current board that's here. So probably not something you always want to ask your boss uh, live on a podcast, but we talk about continuous improvement and getting better. What areas of Pearland ISD or public education do you think we should be focusing on? Well, again, I think that um,
0: you know, looking at things that are a lot of what are out of our control, which are obviously state funding, um you know, with the recent mandate of you know, armed officers at every campus, you know that that puts us in a position for money that not is not necessarily going towards um, you know, direct education to the classroom. you know, there's a lot of things like that that need to improve, obviously. You know, they haven't come out with the final testing scores yet. Um, But, you know, I think the biggest thing that's going to have to improve again, and it happens starting at a state level, is, you know, to be able to hire good teachers that are leaving the profession, you know, we're going to have to get more funding into the district, right? Um, Because that's the biggest thing that I see right now is that, you know, you have people that are coming out of college that aren't necessarily going into the world of teaching anymore, where teaching used to be a great profession, yet summer's off and Things like this, but now we're not seeing that. We're seeing a mass exodus with the that you know specific uh, profession. So um, you know, again, I think there's you know other things out there you know within our district um, that you know could somewhat improve from a standpoint of just you know again, it's all about funding. You know, we we when we we're seeing an increased number of um, special needs kids in our district. Obviously, we have a record a track record of um, doing really well. And so we're starting to see an, an influx of that. And again, a lot of that comes back to state funding, because, you know, the ratios from um, teacher classrooms, uh, you have to have more more teachers available for a fewer amount of students. So, um, But I was proud, I will tell you last night, you know, again, since I've been on the board in 2015, I looked at the numbers in our financial audit. And, you know, our, our teacher ratios, I want to say, Uh, The average teacher ratio was down to about 16 or 17 from the numbers I saw at the audit. And then looking at the actual teacher salary compared to the state level in our region, which is region four, since 2015, you know, our average teacher pay is up about $12,000. And I think that's something certainly to be. Um, proud of as well, so
1: and that's that's all the school board because the school board uh, we recommend, but the school board approves, and and you guys are always pushing to make sure that part of the retention and recruitment of our staff is compensation, yeah. uh, how we can uh, compensate our employees.
0: The only other thing I would say I hear in this year I think is improved, and parents would probably you know say this is again you know obviously. Teachers as well as bus routes. Um, you know that's something we've been working on since last year. Um, again, as bus drivers are harder to, you know, hire um, salary wise or pay wise. And other districts as Alvin around us is growing their district and, you know, hiring a lot of people. You know we've we've improved vastly from last year, and we're continuing to improve and just get out communication about you know the buses or being late or things like
1: that. So that was a m- much bigger issue last year and. Yeah, I think we've improved. Yeah, definitely. Keith Kopp and his uh, team have done a better job of routing. And because of the board, the increase in the hourly rate for our bus drivers, we've done a better job of of hiring bus drivers. Um, Well, in May, we're going to have a board election. And we have three seats that are up for a board election. What would you tell somebody or what advice would you give somebody that is considering to run to be a board member?
0: You know, the, the, you know, so this would be going into my ninth year um, on the board. And, you know, the one question I always get asked, you know, typically from my friends and people in the community is, why do you do it? And, you know, and so, you know, what I would tell people that want to get into uh, being on the school board, first of all, I would thank them because it's a thankless job. You know, obviously we don't get paid. It's a volunteer job. And, you know, it's something that we're, those of us that do it are super passionate about it. And we're seeing it's getting harder and harder for people to want to run for the board just because of the nature of the environment around the country that board members are are placed under. Luckily, we're in an area around here where we don't have that type of national politics. But, you know, what I would say is, you know, um, just be passionate about what you do, you know, be prepared. You know, a lot of people that like I said, we talk about governance. A lot of people think that, you know, there's this one slated issue that they're upset about, you know, whether it's athletics or, you know, I think a while back, there were some people that wanted the time change for high school. Um, so, you know, my biggest thing is don't be a single issue person. You know, if you're upset about an issue, you know, work with us now or work with Larry to get that fixed. But if you're passionate about education, you're passionate about teachers and things like that, that's a good reason to run because when you're on the board, you have twenty two thousand students and twenty two hundred employees, right? So, you know, if you get on the board and, and you're upset about one thing or one school that your kid attended, that's not gonna be good for the for the district as a whole. You need to come in and understand that you're you you represent the whole the district at a whole and everything you do is in the best interest. And so you got to understand that you're making decisions based on budget and based on hiring and everything else. Um, on a whole district of 22,000 students. So you have to be able to look at that picture. But, you know, I always commend anyone that steps in that arena to file and to run and puts their name out there because it is a lot of work. Whether you win or lose, I mean, you can spend, you know, six months, three months running a hard campaign, spending money um, on signs and other things, and then not get elected. So, um, but the biggest thing to me is again, you know, just be passionate and, and don't focus if you're running and you're upset about something on a single issue, you know, to run for the board, run for the board. Cause you want to do what's best, you know, for the district as a whole and the kids.
1: Well, I, I definitely echo that. So we're going to move a little bit from talking about Paraline ISD and the board. And, and we're just going to talk about you a little bit. Uh, we're gonna have some rapid fire questions for you. Yes, sir. I know Finally. you are your favorite topic. So what is your best High school memory oh powderpuff powderpuff, powderpuff. explain
0: the powderpuff so powderpuff was the time where we switched from <laughs> we went from the you know the the girls became the football team and the guys you know were on the uh were cheerleaders and um the dance team so um you know that was just one of those experiences where the night before we all we're with our class level and we kind of stayed at someone's house and everything. And, you know, again, we came out and I'll never forget. We were, you know, in the Pearland high school gym, doing our dance routine, you know, as the prancers that we were. And I think to be honest with you back then probably wouldn't happen now, but I think back then the song we had chose was shut down because of maybe some of the lyrics in the song, you know, but anyways, needless to say the show went on. And so that was just at a time where really, you know, the whole school came together, you know, because you had the 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 seniors and the juniors, and you had the girls doing the football, and the guys are you know were coaching the girls and stuff like that. and you know, just those traditions, you know that were went on back then were so much fun, you know, the pep rallies and you know um things like that. So well, Powderpuff you know, Puff is still alive. I'm so glad to see still powder is
1: alive. Now I did hear we probably pick better songs, but I'd probably it's still get alive. in
0: trouble for this, but years ago, I did hear that they had a senior prank where they took the um, statue from caso lay and put it on the rig um at one time and I thought well, that was a pretty probably a pretty memorable deal that I public service gotten. amountments to yes. all seniors that are listening yes.
1: senior pranks like that are yep. not advisable yes
0: the other thing we used to do I think the last day of school is I think we had these big water balloon fights in the parking lot if I'm not mistaken
1: did uh you end up winning powderpuff
0: You know, I I don't remember if we won because class of 96 that was ahead of us was a pretty strong class. I think they, you know, had a lot of state athletes in that class. But anyways, we had a great time doing it. And, and, you know, those are the kind of things that
1: I hope kids, you know, can focus on and and enjoy while they're in high school. So class of 97, still there's a lot of members around in Pearland. They are, yeah. Most so you of think we could get the dance team back together in one halftime show? I think we should probably start with you and I one-on-one on
0: the basketball court and solve that little issue first. And then we can move from there to the dance routine.
1: So for the audience that is unaware, uh, Mr. Murphy played high school basketball. Um, and he currently still plays the YMCA League uh, semi-pro basketball. Uh, and so he has challenged me on a couple of occasions to play basketball or maybe the other way I've challenged him to a one-on-one and we think it'd be a good fundraiser for the, the community if Mr. Murphy and I had a, uh, one-on-one kind of tournament. Yeah, I think, I
0: think it would be great. I mean, I'd let you maybe score a few just to keep from the embarrassment, but
1: ultimately at the end of the day, you know, you'll see. And the, and the last time Mr. Murphy and I went head to head, and he did announce this at the board meeting. It was on a cook-off kind of a men who cook. And, um, I think I took what place? You took first place. Yes. yes, sir. And you were third place. Yes, sir. Okay. That's just winning in my book. So another question I have for you is this a little bit deeper. Uh, who is your greatest inspiration? You know,
0: that's an interesting one. Um, you know, there's, there's, I guess, probably been a lot of people in my life that, you know, um, have inspired me. I mean, from, from different um, leaders in school and, you know— um, different leaders in sports and things like that and you know I've had some obviously some great leaders in my business life along the way um, so it's hard to really pinpoint um, you know one particular leader but you know I, I do want to recognize for most people that don't realize you know I look back at um, the building that's named uh, after Sab Latoura and Coach Sab and most people probably wouldn't know unless you grew up in our era of who he was but you you know, Coach Sab was a, was a teacher, a science teacher that, uh, was there at the junior high. And, you know, even at a young age, I watched this guy that, uh, simply just cared about every kid and the kids that, uh, were, were behind or had issues or, you know, kids that didn't have money or lunch money or anything like that. This, this Coach Sab would do anything and everything, um, that it took to, um, you know, take care of a kid. And, um, you know, he he was such a great leader in our district. And, um, you know, obviously, a lot of people don't know about him. But, you know, those are the kind of people that should inspire us, right? You know, um, we can talk about superstars and rock stars and people with money, but really the people that are passionate, you know, about the kids and, and helping people because, you know, most of us in our life are hopefully somewhat successful from the standpoint of living um, a better life than than most. And, and you know, it's the ones that doesn't ha- don't have such a great life that we need to kind of, you know, take care of. And that was a guy that I watched even at a young adolescent age take care of those kids. So, um, well,
1: I know Coach Sab was impactful on, on many lives because uh, yeah. anytime we have a celebration of Sab they all come back and honor yeah, what he did for them. But, you know, a lot of people
0: talked about Mr. Richter doing a lot of things around here, and unfortunately I was in Mr. Richter's office in not a positive way back in my Jamison middle school days. So.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. I believe that was back uh-huh. in the day when you could do corporal punishment. Yeah.
0: So, I don't think
1: that happened, though. No? No. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, what profession, other than the one you currently have, would you like to attempt?
0: Professional basketball, basketball. Correct. Basketball, professional so basketball. I can't say basketball.
1: No, can I say golf? You can. Okay. You would like to be a professional golfer? I'd like to be, a, yeah.
0: I think I could go out and play professional golf. I wouldn't be good at it, <laughs> But I just, you know, I mean, where, what what other job can you, like, you know, tour every great area of the country playing a sport that you get paid for, you know? I mean, well, to me. In order to be paid for golf, you have to be good at it. Somewhat. You could get endorsements. Would true. you endorse me? Mm. I'll wear, like, a logo that says Burger and Proud on my shirt. I,
1: we, I couldn't pay, could pay for me. that, sir. That's public money. Well, we would get you some yeah. endorsements. I, I think we could find some companies out there that would definitely get behind Deshaun Murphy. I like that. I like that idea. So, like some arthritis cream or, um, yeah, something of that nature. But you know, shockingly,
0: I I, I will tell you that the when I professional, when I do retire, I just I plan on probably being an Uber driver. I think that's a good. I think you know I need you know besides golf, I think I'd like to just drive around and talk to people. Uh, you would be great at that. Yes. I so think
1: it, with that talking. What movie do you enjoy quoting the most? Napoleon Dynamite. Give us one.
0: <laughs> Eat your food, Tina.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, Napoleon Dynamite or Step Brothers. But probably, I, when, you, when, I, when you asked me now, I thought, what would I quote the most? But it would probably be um, Napoleon Dynamite. Otherwise, as we're sitting here
1: today, Larry, I would just say, did we
0: just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyways, Um and-
1: and last of the uh, rapid-fire questions, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, interesting. That could
0: be one or the other. So first thing comes to mind is probably like, you know, a Journey song. If not, then the second thing that comes to mind is probably, you know, maybe a Snoop Dogg, you know, rap. That sounds so- different ends in yeah. a spectrum for yeah. music. Yeah, it just kind of depends on the mood. Know, the mood and where okay. we're going, right? I mean, what the vibe of the audience is and, you know, that sort of thing. So, And you may be able to do
1: both and just excite both ends of the audience.
0: I think so. I think i get a lot of good audience participation.
1: Maybe at the next board meeting we could have a karaoke moment. I think we should start with the basketball fundraiser before we go down to karaoke. Okay. That's, so, that's going to happen. Yeah. So final thought. Everything we do is to focus on student growth and opportunity, like you said. What message would you like to give to all of our students? So, you know, uh, the
0: biggest message I would have and, you know, um, that I had also for my son when he was, you know, before in school and graduated was, you know, always do the right thing. You know, stay out of trouble. Stay focused. Um, I would always tell our students, listen, you know, you're going to be successful. You're in a great district. Listen to your teachers. Um, You won't believe what they have to say right now, as I used to tell um, Austin, um, because it won't make sense and all you care about is what's on your phone and what your friends are saying. But, you know, listen to your teachers. But if you're always doing the right thing and you're in the right place, then you'll be successful. It's the ones that typically are in the wrong place doing the wrong thing that are getting in trouble. And if you can stay out of trouble, stay focused, what happens post high school, post school. Um, your whole life is going to change because what seems important to you now while you're in school um, is won't necessarily be as important. And you're here to get an education first, but again, enjoy this time. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a rush to get out of here. You know, you have your whole life to live and to work. So, you know, just, just you know, be good to your teachers. They're there for you. They're there because they care. Um, and so, you know, believe it or not, they're smarter than what probably most students think. So. I know when we were in school, we all thought we were smarter than the, the teacher. So.
1: Well, that's definitely great advice. Well, this will conclude the first episode of the Building Blocks podcast. We will soon have a webpage up for our guests for suggestions or audience questions. If you have a guest you'd like us to have on, please let us know. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this inaugural episode. I appreciate Mr. Sean Murphy taking time out of his busy day to be our first guest. It was a joy. Uh, remember, You might be a roadblock or a building block. You can't always change what happens, but you can change how you respond. Make it a good day or not, the choice is yours. As always, I am the proud superintendent of Pearland ISD, and I hope to speak with you soon.